0: Today's Your Stories is brought to you by Iron Galaxy. Scream like a school kid with Capsule Force, an intergalactic retro anime multiplayer game now available on PS4 and Steam. CapsuleForce.com is the address for that. Thanks, Iron Galaxy!
1: Your Stories is a wonderful opportunity to share all the highs and lows of being a nerd. You know that hobby you have that you don't talk to anyone about?
0: Hi everybody, I'm Eric Garno, and this is part two of the Nerdalogs Presents, Your Stories Podcast, featuring the theme Kids Again, as chosen by our guests and co-curators for the evening, Peaches and Hot Sauce, a really great comedy production group here in Chicago. Uh this episode, you'll hear from their Elena Waffen and Patrick O'Rourke, as well as the Nerdalogs Katie Johnston Smith and our dear friend Shelby Mongan. Plus you'll get some sweet music from me, Dwight Hassler, Claire Friedman, and Jim Snedeker. We worked really hard on the songs in this episode, guys. I I hope you can tell. Uh let's do some plugs. The next Your Stories recording is this Sunday, October 18th at the Sum Office Theater, 1917 North Elston in Chicago at 7 p.m., because of our new weekly release schedule, we can finally do a relevant Halloween episode that has been four years in the making, folks. Uh, so that is what we're going to do. The theme of the night is horror stories, and it features some of our friends from the Match 3 podcast, plus lots of other great speakers. Uh, so if that sounds fun to you, hop on over to the theater and check it out. As usual, the show is free to attend. Uh, also, don't forget the other nerdlogs podcasts, like Talking Games every Tuesday, MBSing every Wednesday, and The Catch-Up every Thursday. and of course. Two-thirds of those shows, plus this one, are a proud part of the Chicago Podcast Co-op. So thanks to them, and thanks again to our sponsors for the episode, Iron Galaxy. Uh, That's all I've got for now, so let's get to the show. So this next song, keeping the theme of of, uh, songs by children of famous artists, this song is by uh, Two Sons of Ricky Nelson. You might know them better as the Hairband Nelson. So Nelson was kind of the the uh, the boy band Hairband. Their image was crafted to be kind of especially feminine and to appeal to to teens in a way that maybe like Poison was. You know, if Poison's a little too edgy, maybe you listen to Nelson. Poison's too metal. Yeah, if, if, if you can't handle every rose has its thorn, you're gonna to put a Nelson tape. Uh, in your cassette deck. So, uh, before we play this, uh, we have an introduction. Before the clip, I want to say that. So, this is gonna. This might be Jim's uh, last show with us for a little while. He's gonna go work on writing an album because he does real music on the side. And real uh, <laughs> he, music. He does music that requires integrity. Uh, so, Miley Cyrus <laughs> required integrity. True so true um so I guess Jim was like our summer fling we did like three shows with him and now you know we're gonna reconnect at some point You're in, like the, in the like Dwight now you sound like I'm done like You're I'm
1: quitting. quitting
0: I just quitting. my point is that I want to say that like in high school I would have thought that this is like the coolest fucking thing to be here playing hair metal with you on stage so like I know it's not exactly kid again but it you know it makes me feel good to be doing this sure. with you we've known each other a long time we Played have long how long time? have you guys yeah. known each other since sophomore year of high school we're shoot the shit up here one two three Look in the mirror, girl. By now, you should know you're living in a fantasy and you can't let go. He never really loved you from the start, the only thing he ever gave you was a broken heart. Don't be afraid to lose what was never. It's
3: so dark.
0: You're thinking if you break away, you'll never survive. I'm waiting as my heart beats just for you. Come on and take my hand, girl, I'll pull you through. But things will never change until you Only thing he ever gave you was a broken heart. Come on and take my hand, girl. I pull Song, uh, I there, there's two music, musical progenies here. I don't remember the second one. Uh, the, the lead singer of the group is the child of Brian Wilson, and this was a song that was in the movie Bridesmaids, and it is pretty difficult. And we're gonna try to gonna try to hit this. Oh Oddly, it's deceptively difficult. difficult. It is a, yes, for real. Too many F chords. Too too many Fs. All right, one, two, three, four. <laughs>
3: up in these chains. Yeah. No one can change a life except for you. Don't ever let someone step all over you. Just open your heart and your mind. Is it really fair to feel this way side? And you gotta let them hold it, that'll make you cry. Uh-huh. Did you know? Did you know? Things can change, things will go your way. if you hold on for one more day? If you hold on for one more day? Hold on for one more day. And baby, when they tell her that I'm holding out, I'll make you cry. Don't you know? Don't you know? Things will change. Things will go a new way. If you hold on. One no more day. If you hold on. One no more day. Someday somebody's gonna take you home and turn around and say goodbye. Chillin' mm-hmm. baby, when you call, I'm holding out, I'll make you cry. Don't you know? Don't you know? Things will change. Things will go a new way.
4: One more day. Oh, yeah. right. I'm gonna clap
0: for that song too. I'm gonna to clap for that song. <laughs> we got so <laughs> <laughs> If, if, if you guys would have heard that like two hours ago, you would have been like, "What the fuck?" Uh, this
3: uh, this was one of the hardest songs we've ever played. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, which is
0: crazy. How is the song so hard?
3: It's like, okay, so the lyric is. Someday somebody's gonna make a wanna turn around and say goodbye. I'm like, why did you put so many words in that line? why did you put so many words? Okay, let's we'll
0: do that. Wow. <laughs> Guys, thank you. So, alright. Uh, we got the daughter we, of Brian Wilson. <laughs> Brian, exactly. Uh so we could keep doing stories or we could watch the rest of that Nelson video. <laughs> I don't know. No, you know what? Let's uh, let's get up Shelby Mongan on the stage. Shelby Mongan! Boo! Boo! <laughs>
5: We are <laughs> Okay. Dear Tooth Fairy, I'd like to thank you for all the money you've given to me over the years. I mean, teeth are worth nothing at all. <laughs> I know it's your job, but you could buy a house with the money that you give to all the kids. So, I got you a toy to sleep with. I hope that you like him. Your friend Shelby. P.S. Right back. I was a really weird kid. Um, <laughs> I frequently tell my mother that the older I get, the more I realize she was a saint for dealing with such a strange little child. Um, and one of the things that that meant for me was that I had a really interesting, weird relationship with mythical, fake figures and the stories that you tell children. Uh, like this tooth fairy note, which my mom recently found in a box and gave to me, that unbeknownst to her, I had written... <laughs> showed it to her, and then tucked it under my pillow with a toy for the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> but this story is not about a Tooth Fairy. This story is about Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone knows the Santa Clauses in the malls that you go and see. You tell them what you want for Christmas. Um, and in my case, I grew up with, like, rednecks in a rented suit and a fake beard uh, growing up uh, in Maryland, as I did. But we were visiting family in Southern Ohio, and we were going to, like, the Mac Daddy of Santa Clauses. He was legit. There was lines around the block. We waited forever. Someone – and this might have been from them telling me this so that I'd tolerate the insanely long line. But there was, like – he was more magic than the mall Santas were. He was more Santa than they were. <laughs> and so we got in line, and I had this big moment of pressure – What was I going to ask him for this year? Because it wasn't just like I was going to Annapolis Mall and I was going to sit down and ask for whatever came to mind. This was a big deal. This was my chance to ask for something good. So I spent most of the time in the line thinking, and it came to me in a moment of truly childlike sincerity. And I got up to the front of the line and I sat down on Santa's lap and I made some small talk as I was weirdly want to do with adults when I was a child. (laughs) And Santa finally asked me, what do you want for Christmas? And I turned and I whispered into his ear, so saccharine, I whispered into his ear, I want all the kids of the world to be happy. And then I pulled away from Santa and to everyone went, oh, and also a Game Boy because it was the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) And I, looking back, there was two reasons that I probably whispered into Santa's ear. One was that I wanted Santa to know that this was a legitimate request that I had. I really wanted it. It wasn't just something I was trying to say to butter him up so that he would get me the Game Boy and the Mary-Kate and Ashley game and the Pokemon game that I wanted and the good case and the um, camera taking attachment on the top. I wanted him to know that I really wanted this. Also, the, like, too-intelligent, mischievous part of my brain wanted to, like, test the Santa thing. And if I whispered it into his ear and it didn't happen, maybe there was something up with the Santa thing. (laughs) So I whispered it into his ear. Everyone chuckled. He gave me a bright smile. Nice little twinkle in his eye. I hope he got paid well. And they ushered us off. And then an elf... Gave me my consolation prize, which was a mallard beanie baby because it was the 90s. And I went home. And this was late fall, early winter, and so I sort of forgot about the wish that I had given Santa. And that Christmas morning, I woke up and I started unwrapping the insane pile of presents that only only children will know about. Like this, the sheer volume of parental guilt translated into a stack of presents at Christmas. Uh, and... By the time I was done, I noticed that there was a stocking I had never seen before. My stocking had my name written on it with glitter paint. But I had never seen this one. It was fancier. It was nicer. And my mom gestured for me to take it down. And it was full of paper, which is not a fun Christmas present for a child. And I pulled out a letter on very fancy paper. Uh, it wasn't. It was printed on one side. It looked like parchment. Um, from Santa Claus. And it was a letter about how he was so touched by my wish, and he decided to make it happen. And I'm getting goosebumps still thinking about this. This is a big deal. Uh, I opened up inside the stocking were dozens of checks from my family members uh, that they had written out um, money to donate to a charity run by Rosie O'Donnell because it was the 90s. <laughs> and uh, oh, it was all this charity to help. Kids out, and um, some of them had notes from you know my great aunt and from family friends and from even family members. I didn't see much. Um, all donating money. I think we raised about seven hundred dollars in total, which in my mind is an unfathomable amount of money at that time. And it blew my mind because Santa had gotten in contact with all of my family members and told them about this and rallied my family support to make tangible this just a simple child's goal and dream of having kids to have good Christmases. And it was made real and tangible. And in the bottom of that stocking was this, in retrospect, very tacky, but sweet um, butterfly ornament that Mrs. Claus had bought for me. And I still have that at home and I hang it on my Christmas tree as often as I can. And The older I get, every year I get older, I realize that it is easier and easier to fall into cynicism and to be more jaded. Um, And I think it's really important when we're thinking and talking about being kids that there is something so important in the childlike wonder that comes from that. It's especially helpful that my mom has still never told me how it happened, I assume that, like, an elf from the organization contacted her, and we're like, this child's weird, she wants happiness, also get her a Game Boy, but, like, <laughs> happiness, I guess? And I'm assuming that she came up with it and talked to my family. I don't know how it all started, though we did watch a lot of the Rosie O'Donnell show, so maybe that was her idea. <laughs> but anyway, it was magic to me. It's still magic to me because I still don't know how it happened. As far as I'm concerned, it was Santa Claus. Um, But that sincerity, honest, good heart, wanting something good and then being completely consumed by magic when it happens is something that is lacking in my life more and more the older I get and I'm finding the need more and more to cultivate it. So every time that I pull that Ornament out of my box. I think about that moment. I think about that Christmas. I don't remember other gifts that I got that year, but that is the gift that I remember. And at the end of the day, maybe that money wasn't much to that charity. It's probably a drop in the bucket. But for me, it was the best Christmas I could have possibly had. Thank you guys. Thank you,
0: Shelby. That was so sweet. Man, our next speaker has a lot to live up to. Katie Johnson-Smith from the Nerdalogs. Are you going to be sweet, Katie? Something oh, tells me you're not. I, not. I believe this story gonna... is going to be fairly crass, yeah. in fact.
2: I'm going to talk about my pussy. There you go. For real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, hey, do you guys want to hear about my sex life? No, because that was I said no, and I wrote no. But <laughs> cool, I'm gonna tell you about it, and I'm glad you want to hear about it because uh, uh, it, it isn't a thing people like to talk about a lot in public unless they are like a pubescent, like haven't had sex yet, have just had sex for the first time, like teened. Um, so. It's uh important for you to know why I currently act like a teenage boy about sex. Um, it's because I could not have it till I was 28. And for those keeping a score at home, I am currently 28. Uh, <laughs> I used to have a condition called vaginismus, which meant... Nothing could get in there. Not even tampons. It's kind of like ED, but for pussies. And um, it made sex very painful, and attempting it impossible. Oh, also, the treatment of it is not covered by my health insurance. But if I was a man with ED, Viagra would be. That's (laughs) really cool. Um... I know I am a lot more than my vagina, but I really, really wanted to use my vagina for sex. So, I paid a uh, a nice physical therapist named Bridget over $700 to finger me over the course of five months. <laughs> that plus uh, the fact that I met a person who I really wanted to bone, plus um, weed, opened me right up. (laughs) So I've been having as much sex as possible for the past six months. You can ask my roommate. She heard me having it earlier today. Uh, (laughs) You can also ask my boyfriend. He's who I have sex with. Um, (laughs) uh, And I'm going to tell anybody who will listen about it because it is great sex is great and i finally get to have it (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) also like more serious um i i think it's important for me to talk about the fact that i can now have sex because i know that other women struggle with the same thing that i struggled with and uh when i when i talk about it it gives other people permission to talk about it and um Everyone should know that they aren't alone, and everyone should be allowed to dialogue about their sex, even if it's weird or imperfect. So, sorry I'm not sorry about talking about plowing all the time and having sex with my hot boyfriend.
0: Thank you, Katie. Just so you all know, none of that is is made up. So last week, a week ago, Katie sent in the logs an email that said, had literally this is what it said, Hey guys, I'm not going to be at the meeting in two Mondays because it's my boyfriend and I's anniversary and we're going to be in a hotel room fucking. We never tell, like, it doesn't matter if you at the meeting. Katie just wanted to tell us that she was going to be having sex. And as the only single person in the group, Katie, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> anyway... Guys I'm kidding I'm cool It's all good I'm happy for Katie We have two more speakers From Peaches and Hot Sauce Coming up next Elena uh, Walthen, Walthin Walthen. Elena Walthin
6: Hey guys Mine's pretty similar It's talking about how I um, Had my first real kiss at 17 So (laughs) Kind of same vibes Um, So I had kind of An unusual childhood I'm a triplet It's two boys and a girl I'm the girl um, I had an older brother, Anderson, too, and all my brothers tortured me like brothers do, but, um, tonight I wanted to talk specifically about Harper and Marshall, who are the triplets, um, because they were particularly good at pushing my buttons, because our lives were so closely intermingled, uh, we were in the same grade, we went to the same school, we had the same friends, shared a car for a while there, and so, as a result, they are my best friends in the whole world, but, um, they are also my greatest adversaries, <laughs> um, i know this is going to shock you all but um i have not always been the stone cold player you see before you today <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah well my brothers loved to supplement my natural ability to repel men by uh, telling hilarious stories about like um like how when i was a baby and we would all like run around naked together I told my mom that I thought my penis was broken because I didn't understand why I didn't have one, and they did. <laughs> it's adorable, right? Um, not when you're in sixth grade hearing it told to a lunch table full of other sixth graders. Or, yeah, yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. Or, for example, um, the time they announced to our friends at school that I would grown my first armpit hairs, and wouldn't they like to see? Yeah, it's fucked up, guys. It's fucked up. Um, so, yeah, weirdly, I didn't get a lot of action in high school, believe it or not. Um, so when I turned 17, um, my family went on a beach trip down to Seaside, Florida. And my brothers and I were each allowed to bring a few friends. And having uh, their friends and my friends all staying together in the same house was actually pretty normal for us. And when I tell people that now, they're like, oh, my God, how did your parents allow that? Wasn't that super inappropriate with boys and girls sleeping in the same house? And then I tell them those stories from before, and it's like, it, it was really not an issue. Um, <laughs> Um, this beach trip was different. This was the beach trip when I had my first real makeout. I wrote in, pause for clapping. Um, thank you, thank you. Um, again, I am 17 years old. Um, the boys brought a friend of ours named Adam Baker. He was a reg he was not a regular on the Waltham House, but, uh, he was cool and funny, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, <laughs> a word came down that Adam Baker was, uh, was into me. And, uh, he'd heard about the arm hair. He knew that I did not have a penis, and he <laughs> was still down. He was, he was <laughs> So, uh, the first night of the trip, uh, my parents got out to dinner. They were like, just kind of like looking the other way while we had a few beers. But those idiots didn't even suspect their sweet baby girl at the tender age of 17 years old was about to French kiss the shit out of Adam Baker. <laughs> So they leave. We're all hanging out. It's kind of late. And Adam's all like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, it goes down. We uh, we made out. And it was, it was horrible. It was awkward. It was so weird. It was so, it was so uncomfortable. And so that's that's bad enough, right? Uh, it could be the end of the story probably. But, um, but then we just spend the rest of the week living in the same beach house. And not an exaggeration at all. Uh, we did not speak another word to each other for the rest of the trip after that. Uh, yeah, it was awful. Um, like, we didn't even, like, look in the eyes. It was it was horrible. And um, technically, though, we were spending, like, every minute of the trip together because we were all, like, hanging out as a group with, like, my brothers and my friends and their friends. But, uh so we had to do this thing where we were, like, near each other and, like, talked around each other. Like, we'd be eating breakfast and the cereal would be, like, next to Adam. And I'd be like, uh, can someone pass the cereal? And he'd be like... <laughs> it was awful or like uh, Harper I'd be like oh like does anybody want to play cards and Harper would be like oh yeah I heard Adam say he wanted to play cards and I'd be like never mind
4: <laughs>
6: um, so we're basically trapped together in this weird like kissing only one night stand that just would not end <laughs> 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 so <laughs> and um, somehow during this entire time Harper and Marshall did not find out uh, about this uh, the steamy makeout sesh and I know this because they were being really cool about the whole thing. Which um, is not how they would have handled it if they had known. <laughs> so it's last night, and uh, all, all the, the kids are all sitting out on the porch after dinner. And thank God my parents weren't there because someone lets it slip, and the cat is out of the bag, and the boys right on cue just freak out. They're like, they're like yelling and screaming and flapping and pointing. And I hear Marshall yell at Adam. He said, I told you no! And I was like, wait, what did you, did you already talk about this? (laughs) Uh, and, uh, so like I freak out and I was (laughs) like, uh, why would why would you get a say in who I make out with? That's so fucked up. Uh this isn't like an arranged marriage. Like there's I don't know, whatever. It was so weird. And uh to be fair, it like I said, had not come up yet, so there was not an existing protocol. Uh, but this was not a precedent I was interested in setting at all. Um I was like, Adam, like what the fuck? Did you ask my brother's permission for us to hook up? And Adam, poor poor Adam caught in the middle of just the weirdest situation like he's sitting there for this whole thing uh, he tries to defend himself and he was like yes okay I asked them for permission and Marshall reminds us he's like and you directly disobeyed me I said no and then this is the weirdest part of all and Adam was like yeah okay you did but Harper said yes <laughs> and I was like what the fuck is wrong with this family
5: <laughs> thank you that's it <laughs>
0: Oh, man. It's getting steamy up here. Because we have one more speaker. I wonder if he's going to continue the trend. Uh, this gentleman, Patrick O'Rourke from Peter and Hats Off, from the Making New Friends podcast. Wonderful gentleman.
1: I am not up here to talk about my pussy. I'm sorry. I know. I know. Uh, before I go through what I wrote, I'd like to thank you guys for uh, – Putting this up every uh, couple weeks and doing this show, I think it's awesome. I I love doing it. Um, So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, All right. I have often said that if I am ever lucky enough to have a daughter, I will be totally worthless in any attempt at discipline. Not only will she have my genetics, but she will also look like my wife. (laughs) She's the person I love more than anyone. So this young woman will own my heart and therefore be able to walk all over it. After thinking about this theme and admiring modern technology, I've decided to put my fatherly advice in the form of a podcast. Because after she is born, I will be hopelessly in love and this advice will come out far too soft. (laughs) So Eric please make sure this is documented, as well as played for her on her 14th birthday at the stroke of midnight. So, future Lauren, that's my wife, and my future daughter, Jordan,
4: please listen close.
1: And daughter, if by chance your name is not Jordan, that means your mother won the coin flip. And we now have a bulldog named Jordan. <laughs> I'm sure whatever you, whatever name you have, is fitting. But just know that you could have shared a name with the greatest athlete in the history of sport.
4: <laughs>
1: what I will be saying in your time, so that's future for everybody in the room right now. Um, I'm talking to my daughter. Should be ignored. As I will surely have lost my mind by now And am a hapless empty sack of oohs and ahs (laughs) So let's get started Whatever band you are listening to right now sucks (laughs) Stop it They are not good (laughs) You will look back at your love for this corporate driven bullshit And be embarrassed as hell that you bought all their records Your friends are idiots. (laughs) They like the same lame music you do. It's not their fault. They simply have no perspective on what good music sounds like. Anything I play for you has both musical and creative integrity. (laughs) Alkaline Trio for life. All right, number, number three. Dunkin' Donuts is better than Starbucks. Yeah. Thank you. If by some miracle Starbucks is no longer around by the time you are listening to this, good! (laughs) It was terrible coffee, and be happy you never had to suffer through it. I know your mother is shaking her head at you right now, giving you that look like, you know Dad, he's a little weird about this stuff, but she's wrong. Duncan rules! (laughs) And if by some horrible apocalypse it no longer exists, cry yourself to sleep tonight regretting what could have been. Uh, uh, All right. Thank you. McDonald's black coffees. No, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. Uh, I want to keep this short because I'm the last speaker of the night, but if we're bringing McDonald's into this, I might as well just... Uh. <laughs> yeah. All right, number four. Never choose the cleric. it's the the lamest character in all of D&D and you will never have any fun let one of your dumb friends be the cleric they're idiots, they don't know any better alright, number five no train car is empty on accident (laughs) If the blue line comes by and every car is super crowded and there's one lone car, do not get into it. It's a trap. You can't see it from the station, but you can smell it the second you hit your seat. All right. Number six. This is something I had to learn the hard way. If you ever get a rash, go to the doctor. Don't walk around showing it to all your friends asking for their advice. Remember, they're idiots. They have no idea what they're talking about. Also, some people don't like looking at your rash. It grosses them out. So go to a doctor. In fact, future me will happily drive you anywhere you want to go. So tell me you have a rash. Tell me I can't look at it. And then let's go to the doctor. All right, number seven. Your mother will rearrange your stuff and not remember where she put it. Don't get mad at her. Trust me, this is a fight you will not win. <laughs> Just suck it up and start looking for it on your own. I promise you, it will be the last place you would ever think to look. Uh, number eight, never date someone who puts ketchup on their hot dog. Because if a hot dog is not sweet enough for a person, nothing is.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: I know you're a little young for this, but there's always an excuse to day drink. This is both a blessing and a curse. Just know it is a tool for your future tool belt. If it's summer, it's hot, so you can grab a beer. If it's fall, it's football season, so grab a beer. If it's winter, it's cold, you need a beer. And it's, if it's spring, Jesus died for your sins, so have yourself a beer. And number ten, you are smart, beautiful, and I love you. All right, thank you.
0: Of stories. Thank you all the Peaches and Hot Sauce and everyone else who told the story. Yes! I've got some plugs. So uh, Peaches and Hot Sauce, like I said, they do podcast videos, all sorts of shit. Uh, peachesandhotsauce.com is the address, correct? Yeah. Uh, you do live shows. Is it the first Thursday of every month? Every Thursday. Every Thursday at the CIC? Bug C- the Bughouse. All right, there you go. Every Thursday, these guys have a live show going on. That is pretty fucking sweet. Anyway, guys, we have one more song. Everybody, come on back up here. <laughs> so usually we end with like a fun, like happy. Oh, this is party, funny song. That would have been hold on, but then we landed on doing this, and I, I guess I mean it has to be the closer. So we're gonna get a little emotional. This fulfills two of our because rec- uh, it's by. There's two famous versions by children of musicians because we've got Rufus Wainwright and we've got Jeff Buckley, both children of famous musicians. Uh, I don't really know what this song is about, but I know it feels like... Well, I have a guess. Church, but, right? Uh, yeah, ta- this is taking Me to Church by Hozier. Uh, <laughs> I feel as though I have been saying a lot of goodbyes lately. Maybe other people can relate to that. And th- this song sure makes me think of that. Yeah? Yeah, it does.
3: Um, I think this oh. was on the, the list of the first five <laughs> songs I wanted to do when I, I started working with you guys.
0: That's true. Yeah. All right, let's do this song.
4: Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah.
3: Maybe I've been here before. I've seen this room. I've walked this floor. I used to live alone before I knew you. Senior flag on the marble arch. Love is not a victory march. It's a cold and it's a lonely
4: hallelujah. 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 a time when you let me know what's really going on below. But now you never show that to me, do you? Remember when I moved in you, the holy dove was moving too, and every breath we drew
0: proud part of the Chicago podcast co-op if you like your stories you might also enjoy making new friends each week Pat invites new and old friends into a studio where anything can happen former guests include murderers ghosts milkmen centaurs and the nice fellow who lives down the street making new friends comes from our friends at peaches and hot sauce you can learn more at chicagopodcastcoop.com this has been a Nerdalogs production for more on the Nerdalogs and our shows please go to www.nerdologues.com Thank y'all, thank y'all.
4: I am GrabBot23548X.